Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this very special interview with His Excellency Dr. Mansour Al-Awar, the Chancellor of the Hamdan at Mohammed Smart University. Welcome back, Dr. Distinguished audience, since the day we are born until the day we are part, we learn something new every day. And this is the title of our upcoming category, Reengineering Education, the Lifelong Learning and its Outcomes. Now, this responsibility is, not, is surely not a single man's job or a single institution's job or a, con- or a nation's job. It is a global effort. So how important, Your Excellency, and valuable are the international alliances to Hamdan bin Mohammed Smart University as part of its efforts to re-engineer that future of higher education in the Arab world and worldwide? I think the, the word re-engineering is, uh, is kind of a disruption to the system of, of, of the higher education. And uh, when we... Uh, launched this project, the University HBMSU, we had four elements of our vision at that time. One is the capacity lead, one of which was the impact. And the impact is very, very, was very important part because the impact is the percentage of learning that you're making into the society. And if we, we invented that, that's why something called the pyramid. We have four categories of learners in this university. One we call it the base of the pyramid is casual learner. And we have committed learner where the professional development is. And we have concentrated learner with the research driven programs, which is bachelor, master, PhD. And as you go up in the pyramid, the number decreases because the impact increase, I mean, the, the impact will decrease as well as you go up. So, and the top of the pyramid is the continuing learner, we are the executive education. So currently, currently the, 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 uh, the, 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 university, the universities always, they have this third layer of the pyramid, which is concentrated learner, bachelor, master's, PhD. Unlike other universities, we have four cat- other three categories, which we usually, people do not, find it in other universities. The dean of a school is responsible for all categories. We claim at this university, we are catering knowledge from the age of seven to 99. That is the lifelong learning. So we cater for all. He says, seven years? What the hell the university would do with the seven years? I said, we have a menu. It's like we go to a restaurant. You have a menu for adults and a menu for kids. Because the stomach of the kid cannot I mean, tolerate the, the heavy meals. So it's the same in the knowledge space. So this re-engineering is, is happening in that respect. But we have re-engineering in the four components. Everybody would understand it. Four components and pillars of education. One is from the learner's perspective, from the student perspective. You are not recipient of knowledge. You are a co-creator of knowledge. You are responsible for your knowledge. That's why in itself is not easy. It takes a couple of generations. Second is about change the role of faculty from being a teacher to being a coach 
a mentor, a facilitator. That's a totally different role. You don't have your own notes and everybody, every time you go to the class and, and do the same notes, even though you, you're going to re revamp your notes every three years or four years, but it's still the notes. This is not a, you're teaching, you're spoon feeding. It's a push system. That's for the teacher, yes. what about the student? The student is again, is a push system for him. Now our, the student has to have a pull system. He is responsible. She or he responsible for their own learning. I'm not responsible for you. Oh, you did not remind us with our exam. Who cares? You didn't send us an email. They all think that there is somebody is doing their job. That's the culture change of re-engineering. The third is the curriculum. Curriculum is on the, it's already over the net. So what is the role of the faculty then if, unless he enriches with knowledge? And the fourth is the learning environment. Wow. Learning environment, we are going spaceless, timeless. At your own pace of comfort. You learn wherever you love to learn. You don't have to come to the class. Do you know through the COVID-19, the emission, the emission of, of the carbon dioxide decreased considerably around the world? Yes. And mostly, I'm talking an example in Dubai. You find less cars on the road because the learners, the students, everybody is at home, not on the road. Less accidents. The society is becoming much more safer if you're going to go to online education. You are saving times, even remote working. People are talking about employees across the, my colleagues are talking to each other. He said, oh my God, we do the, on Teams, we, we, we meet on, on a virtual meeting. Rather than to have a, a parking, you have to have five minutes there, uh, stuck in the parking, meeting delayed. You are on time in each meeting and more productive. How come? So, the engineering of education, four pillars being re-engineered, and this is around the world. I have, I have a question, Doctor. Uh, you mentioned that you've turned a teacher into a mentor and a tutor, mm -hmm. and uh, graduates from job seekers to entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. This is what, now, I'm, as much as I'm interested and in, I ask you, how did you do it? You see, I'm more interested about what was at stake should they fail that they could not afford to fail and did it? That's a good question. I have an example for you. You might be surprised when you talk about coaching, mentoring. I had a hundred learners, or research indicated, 100 learners in a certain program which is called change and, uh, change and Innovation Management. 100 Emiratis entered this program, master's level. After first year of their, of their study, they got their trading license. Two years after graduation, they left their jobs. All of the 100, they have something in common. They're coming from the middle class. Their parents cannot support them in opening up any business. Mm. Yes? And now, 
now the least out of the 100. His turnover is 20 million dirhams. He couldn't have dreamt of. And the, the, at the top of the pyramid is 400 million dirhams. Turnover, annual. What else? I mean, if, if you're talking about coaching and mentoring, you're talking about skills, entrepreneurs. We built in our learners the skills which they can face anything that enables them to do whatever they like to do in their own life. Not become into the line of job seekers. Queuing up for somebody to have a mercy on them. That's exactly the vision of our leaders in this country. Your Excellency, the university has been a leading pioneering path for nearly two decades. Successfully reaching excellence and spreading smart learning in a lifelong learning. Now, what are you looking forward for the coming years, especially within the challenges caused, caused by COVID? I mean, the traditional way of thinking <clears throat> now is thinking, when is COVID going to end? What is the end at the tunnel COVID? But surely, as inherited from His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, you're thinking way ahead of COVID. What, where are your thoughts headed in that area? Can you, can, can you bear with me? You're not going to be shocked or something? Yes, I can. In 2003, I've been invited to one of the universities in the GCC countries. I talked about online learning. A faculty stood up saying, I never believed that our education system would be spoiled and destroyed, and specifically by a GCC citizen. Whoa, That's, that, was a, that was a kind of a shock for me at that time on the stage when I was confronted with the faculty. That was challenging and very belittling at the same time. Exactly. I, would, I take it much more positively because you are an enemy of something that you are, I mean, of your ignorance. So what I, what, what I said, I said, look, don't you agree with me that shopping is essential? He said, yes, wouldn't you think, agree also, that shopping malls as brick and mortar, not anymore? At 2003, not 2020. He said, yes, I can accept that. I said, don't you agree that banking is essential? He said, of course. I said, don't you think that banks as brick and mortar, not anymore? He said, yes. I said, if you agree to this, this consequently, which is coming up in the at the end of the town, after COVID-19, schooling is essential. Schools are not. Learning is essential. Universities are not. That means what is coming up in the near future, what I call the whole higher education. In 2014, by the way, Pearson published a report to all presidents of universities across the world, titled this report by The Avalanche is Coming. A CNN reporter asked me, what do you mean by this? I said, HBMSU is the avalanche. Let's, let's talk about something else at HBMSU and specifically artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. What is the role of the university in harnessing it, adapting advanced technology such as AI 
the Internet of Things, augmented reality, which is the best way to meet anyone nowadays. Uh, in addition to the and computing in the service of education. We don't claim in the first day. That was my, my promise to my bosses. We are not going to compete only on technology because that is a soft race rather than we are going to concentrate on the hard race that nobody dare to jump into that area. Which is? The pedagogy of learning. How you would, would teach people, how you would be able to mentor people with technology and to get the same knowledge. That's the hardest part. And even on educators. The involvement, the challenge that we are leading today on the forefront of the world because we're leading on that front, which educators around the world will recognize it. Because the pedagogy, the pedagogy is hard. It's not just only to sit after the, I mean, when you sit, you're not supposed to even to, you cannot teach like, like you have a blackboard. It's totally different. So I think the AI will come to shape up more advanced pedagogies using the AI. For instance, can we imagine tomorrow in our school of education, we're preparing the teachers for tomorrow where the schools will be run by robots, not by human beings. Okay, where are the teachers going to go? Is the, is the, the work and the job of teachers will be eliminated from the job list? Never. Take an example, Yusuf. You are a student and I am an instructor in the class. Take One day, which I have a wonderful day, sunny day, wow, full of energy. You evaluated me at that particular lecture that you had that time, Mansur al-Awar, you are great, you are thumbs up. Because I was, I was at my peak of my energy. You radiated positive. Absolutely. And tomorrow, I'm a human being. Tomorrow I have my kids sick. I have a problem financially. I came to the class. Well, not Mansur al-Awar that you have seen last week. The question is, how you as a learner would like to have Mansur al-Awar 15 weeks at the same peak that you had it on that day? Now, my role will become afterwards to do the machine learning to create for you an avatar of Mansur al-Awar who has the same passion all 15 weeks alone, you will be having a quality of education or not. But my role changed. I gained more different skills of how to get my avatar would be totally Mansur al-Awar at his peak on every day. But my role changed, but still I'm Mansur al-Awar, but behind the scenes. Leads me to my final question, Doctor. The saddest thing in this world is when a basic human right becomes turned into a business. Yeah. Healthcare, law, etc. And more importantly, education. How do we develop education as the world develops, as the market changes, as the demand changes, and make sure that education becomes the right people?
becomes a tool, becomes a weapon, but not a business and therefore not over expensive. That's also a good question. Countries in the COVID-19 with the economical downfall uh, across the world, they will not be able to, we are not going to be capable of building more schools. What the, new, what the rights of the next generation is going to look like? If governments would not adopt smart learning, that's the solution. How can we control the business part and perspective of this if we don't have a smart learning? Don't you see the media today? Parents are shouting left, right, and center that why the damn schools are getting the same fees as they are getting, and uh, we, are, we are looking after our kids, rather than you to look after our kids. Indeed. So if you would like to deduce the concept of business, go online, which means cutting cost, which will become, ignorance is expensive, education should not be so. Where education will become a utility, Yusuf. As you have Diwa today in Dubai, electricity and water. Tomorrow you will be having a cable from Hamdam and Muhammad Smart University for your kids and your family. And you're paying only a subscription by a month for $16 or $20 a month. And you get, your kids will be taught with a quality of education at their own pace, at their own comfort zone, everything. Doctor, allow me, I did say this was the last question but I'm pretty sure you can really brief it up with a couple of words. But back in the day, whoever studied online was belittled, was underestimated, was judged as a person who cannot afford to go to a pretty good university. Nowadays, when schools and uh, educational institutions are closed, in this era, are online students as belittled as they were in the past? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. We have evidences. Our graduates from master's level, they are doing PhD across UK, across United States, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, they are being treated as the other universities, if it's not more in terms of the competencies that they but, have. But I'm not talking about other universities treat them. I'm talking about markets recognized. Market recognition, it depends also on the involvement of the uh, advancement of the society overall, the legislations overall, which facilitates these type of things. And now it's getting more room. Now the society, like I said, we welcome COVID-19. Don't, ladies and gentlemen, don't quote me wrong on this, but we are so happy because this is, the legislators became much more aware of the benefits of online learning. Likewise, likewise, the employers, because even the employers, the face of the design of the work, work design is going to change considerably. Your Excellency, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, with the wrap-up, we thought that we were only going to talk about the re-engineering of education online, but we actually hit two birds with one stone for His Excellency just explained that at the same time during a crisis, a crisis forced a nation, countries, into the track of evolution, making what was once not possible, giving it a green light, making it possible and much more substantial. 
Please stay tuned. We'll be back with another, not less important, of course, category with this promising interview. Thank you, Your Excellency. Thank you.